0: So good day and we are now in part three of Highway to Hope and I ended in Luke 1 verse 18 and I'm going to start off reading today and then we're going to talk about our takeaways from this passage. Verse 18, read along with me is Zechariah asked the angel, how can I be sure of this? I am an old man and my wife is well along in years. The angel said to him, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God and I have been sent to speak to you and to tell you this good news. And now, You will be silent and not able to speak until the day this happens, because you did not believe my words, which will come true at their appointed time. Meanwhile, the people were waiting for Zechariah and wondering why he stayed so long in the temple. When he came out, he could not speak to them. They realized he had seen a vision in the temple for he kept making signs to them, but remained unable to speak. When his time of service was completed, he returned home. After this, his wife Elizabeth became pregnant and for five months remained in seclusion. The Lord has done this for me, she said. In these days, he has shown his favor and taken away my disgrace among the people. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. I love this. The Lord is with you. that the mother of my Lord should come to me. As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord will fulfill his promises to her. And Mary said, My soul glorifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed for the mighty one has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. He has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their innermost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he promised our ancestors. Mary stayed with Elizabeth for about three months and then returned home. When it, t- when it was time for Elizabeth to have her baby, she gave birth to a son. Her neighbors, <laughs> I want to kind of laugh when I talk about when you mention her neighbors, and relatives heard that the Lord had shown her great mercy, and they shared her joy. On the eighth day, they came to circumcise the child, and they were going to name him after his father, Zachariah. But his mother mother spoke up and said, no, he is to be called John. They said to her, there is no one among your relative who has that name. Then they made signs to his father to find out what he would like to name the child. He asked for a writing tablet, and to everyone's astonishment, he wrote, his name is John. Immediately, his mouth was opened. And his tongue set free. And he began to speak, praising God. All the neighbors were filled with awe. And throughout the hill country of Judea, people were talking about all these things. Everyone who heard this wondered about it, asking, What then is this child going to be? For the Lord's hand was with him. Zechariah song. His father, Zechariah, was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied. Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has come to his people and redeemed them. He has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he said through his holy prophets of long ago. Salvation from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us to show mercy to our ancestors, and to remember his holy covenant. The oath he swore to our father Abraham to rescue us from the hand of our enemies and to enable us to serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. And you, my child, you will be called a prophet and he lived in the wilderness until he appeared publicly to Israel. So, what is powerful in this chapter of Luke as we go through really three-quarters of it? The, the question that we asked yesterday, how can I? You know, I I find the line from Gabriel when he says, I'm Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God. Like you can believe me. You can believe this, that I was sent. And he knew that the power, that the presence and how important Zechariah was, that he sent Gabriel, top angel, you know, to to him to give a word. And even though Zechariah had doubt, it didn't change what God had for him. He did shut He did shut him up and, and allowed him not to talk, but he didn't prevent the blessing. The blessing wasn't stopped. So even in our times of doubt, our blessings is still there. It's our faith that meets, needs to meet God's promises. And what I love is when it talks about um, God's word, what God tells us will never fail, it will never fall void. And that to see the acknowledgement of Elizabeth, when they said remained in seclusion, to me, and this is just my interpretation, it was like the Lord was not only setting up the surprise for Elizabeth, but setting up the surprise for that community. Because if they had seeing her possibly pregnant earlier. Can you imagine the word, the gossip? Maybe that wouldn't have put her in the, the right state of mind It wouldn't have kept her with everybody, maybe mocking, who knows what they would have done. But what I love is that the Lord kept her in, I'll call it my cocoon, um, so that the, the people could be not only blessed, but be shocked and, and see that this isn't something else. That this is a promise from God, that this is a miracle that would be talked about and talked about forever and a day. And so sometimes you may be wondering why your blessing isn't manifesting it. Although the Lord has shared it with you, although the Lord has told you several times, maybe you're in seclusion right now. Maybe he is doing a work in you so that when you are ready to deliver the blessings to others it doesn't have to be a large community it could be your neighbor it could be your local church that people will see that what the lord has been doing in secret in your life is about to bless a multitude of people and give them hope right sometimes when we're on this highway he has to keep us close i know i talk about in the book where The Lord had me on a fast and I had never seriously fasted before, but what I wanted was the presence of God. And so I fasted on water for 21 days, went on liquids for 21 days and, and kept fasting. I was that, that was the Holy Spirit on me that kept me hungry. I don't think I could have done that in my own strength, but I was at such a place of wanting to experience the power of God. It was like, what can I do? And fasting was the thing that the Lord brought to my mind that I needed in that moment. And you may have a need in this moment. How desperate are you for the presence of God? What are you willing to do? What are you willing to lay down? And so I love that part that when she became pregnant, that she was in seclusion and she, and she testified that in these days, he has shown her favor, that he hadn't forgotten her. The Lord hasn't forgotten you. And not only that, she wanted a baby. Imagine how many, how long she had been praying for a baby. But not only did the Lord give her that, the Lord let her witness Mary. The Lord allowed her to have Mary come to her home and to let her feel her baby jump for joy at the sound of Jesus' mother's voice. And for for the for and for her to understand that not only was she carrying a gift. But Mary was carrying a gift. And so I find it interesting in this chapter how Mary basically almost said the same thing as Zachariah. You know, because all of us, when we see and are in the presence of the Lord, we recognize how small we are. We recognize how flawed we are. And we wonder as... Imagine for Mary, she was unmarried, and she was hearing the Lord tell her, the angel tell her that she would bear a child. And I think what's unique with this piece of it that can be unique to you, what is it that the Lord has called you to do that is beyond your imagination of being capable of doing based on your circumstances? Mary was having in her time, a woman pregnant, gets stoned, gets killed. But she didn't ask the angel that. Did she say, are you kidding me? They'll kill me if I'm pregnant. What question have you been asking when the Lord or people have prophesied to you about what you would do for the Lord, what you could do for the Lord? Maybe the Lord has even told you in your prayer time. Have you put any action toward those words? Or did you just lay it to the side and and think this can't be true? I did that. I had famous people give me prophetic words. T.D. Jakes, Joyce Myers, people who came to the church that I belonged to and they would give me all these words that sounded like, oh, this is way, way past my spiritual grade was my mindset. You know what I thought? Oh, it's because I'm a good tither. They must know, what did the enemy give me? He gave me a quick excuse. Oh, that can't be true. They must have told them you're a good tither. And so they said that, or they tell everybody something good to help them, help them be encouraged. And you know, when I look back at the words that they shared, those words have come true. And And it's been in time, it wasn't like five minutes after they said it, it wasn't a year after they said it. It was years. It was the closer I got to God, those words came true. Can you imagine? It was based on me. It was based on my positioning of my faith that I even was reckon And to be honest, they gave me those words and believe it or not, it went in one ear and out the next word. And as I was delving and, and diving deeper In my relationship with Christ, that the Holy Spirit brought it to my remembrance. Oh, we haven't even gotten to the gifts of the Spirit. But that is one of the the gifts of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit brought the words that when I was like, oh, Lord, I wish I had done this when I was younger. Aha, here comes Lord with the joke. Lord, had Jesus got jokes, trust me. The Lord started playing. Well, I did tell you younger. I've been waiting on you. So I'm going to, I'm trying to save each of you. The years of maybe torment, years of loneliness, years of pain. If you would just take that step on the highway and walk it now. Then walk it 20, 30 years later and realize what you could have avoided And how much joy and how much happiness could be in your life sooner if you just get on board? I'm not saying in this passage at all that Elizabeth nor Zachariah were in denial of their gift because it says, as I read to you yesterday, that they were faithful, that they were truthful, They they were blameless and God still blessed them when? He blessed them during the time that his son Jesus was going to be conceived. You see, we can't see the big picture. We So when we try to figure out why am I not getting blessed now and I'm getting blessed at 20 years or I've got my healing and I'm 80, why didn't I get the healing when I was 20? Because you don't know the blessings before you in the time frame that God has planned. So don't sit and hear this word and say, well, I'm 40 now. It's too late. I already been married and, and got bitterness and got other things. I, I made too many mistakes. The Lord can't bless me now. Maybe now is the time. Not only that you'll be blessed, but that if you were listening to me, I said generation to generation. Maybe now is your time to be that light of the Lord that changes the course of your family members. Maybe of your grandchildren, maybe that when your children see the life that you're leading, that they'll change their path. You see, no matter when God raises us up, he raises us up at that hour to impact our lives, our community and those around us. And for us to see clearly the blessings of the Lord, here was Elizabeth not only receiving and enjoying the joy that she had prayed for. But she got to understand that her child would provide the way, would prepare the way for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You can't even imagine that kind of blessing. So I'm telling you that the blessings that God has for you, you cannot imagine. You only know the things that you need today in this hour. God knows what you need 20 years from now, what you need next week, what you need 50 years from now. That is why we have to hold fast. And you'll see, whether it's Zechariah or whether in Mary, that what does that angel say? That you have the favor of God, that the Lord is with you. And I love that when he says the Lord is with you. Do you know Jesus died so that he could be with us every day? This is so much better than the law. We have the Holy Spirit abiding, using and speaking through us each and every day. And we have the Lord that can bring us a word that the Holy Spirit abides in us. It doesn't have to come on you. It can live in you and that you can see the miracles of God healing others, blessing others right in your life. I love where Mary says in verse 38, I am the Lord's servant. Who do you say you are to Jesus Christ? Do you just say I'm a church member? I hope not. I'm a follower of Bishop so-and-so, Pastor so-and-so. I'm a member. Or do you say, I am a servant of God. I am a servant. I serve the Lord Jesus Christ in all things and in all ways. Everything I put my hands to, I am dedicating to the work of my God. Do you say that? Do you pray that? Do you wish that? Do you believe that? And what does Mary say? May your word to me be fulfilled. I want you today to write down every word that God has promised you in your past that you know today has not been fulfilled. I want you to get a piece of paper and get a pen and to write out those promises. If there are scriptures that the Lord has had on your heart that has led you to believe that that scripture was for you and it was a promise, I want you to write that out. I want you to write out each of those. I don't care if you have 20 or you got 100. Do you want those fulfilled in your life today? I want you to write them out. And I want you to use this verse 38. Verse 38. And I want you to say over each of those promises, I want you, whether on your knees or standing, I want you to every day to say as often and as much as possible, you say it with the fire and the belief, may your word to me be fulfilled. Because what's important is what the Lord speaks to you. The Lord spoke to Zachariah and he fulfilled that word. When it was time for his son to be named, it was time for him to speak. When Mary said, I'm your servant, may your word be fulfilled. She was in agreement. She didn't stop to think about what other people would think. What well, she could be stoned. She could be killed. What would Joseph say? I got a man. How could I be pregnant? Doesn't say she said any of those things, but she said, may your word be fulfilled. So I want the excuses that you've been using, why you can't be used of God. You might be saying, "Is education. Maybe I don't know enough Bible. Maybe I, I've lived a, a crooked, um, shady life. Maybe I'm not married. Maybe I need a husband. Maybe I'm sickly. Maybe I'm financially broke. Whatever your excuse is, I want you to exit today to erase that and repent of it, if anything, in your prayer. I repent for making excuses when I'm alive and breathing and the Holy Spirit is abiding in me. The Holy Spirit isn't broke. The Holy Spirit isn't sick. The Holy Spirit isn't defeated and depressed. So neither should you. I want you to lay hold to one sentence today. That you say to God, may your word to me be fulfilled. In Jesus mighty name, I pray over every person hearing this. I stand in agreement with you that may your the word that the Lord Jesus Christ has spoken to you be fulfilled right now. In Jesus name, I pray.